This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Friday, August 16th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Chlorpyrifos use drops by 98%. Becerra gets tough on EPA about pesticides. And Cal EPA defends Prop 65 on glyphosate. Chlorpyrifos use drops by more than 98% in 2019. The California Agricultural Commissioners and Sealers Association has punched up the numbers on how much chlorpyrifos has likely been applied since the state implemented strict mitigation rules in January. Total use was down more than 98%. About 400 gallons of liquid products were applied in the first half of the year. That, according to CACASA President Tom Pelican in a memo last month, Projected out for the year, this would be more than a 98% decrease since 2016, a year that saw more than 100,000 gallons in use. The drop in granular products was nearly 40%. Pelican said the new permit conditions are working. DPR has lowered use and exposure while keeping a viable tool available to growers for emergency uses when alternative treatments are unsuccessful, he writes. The Department of Pesticide Regulations responded to Pelican's comments by saying the decrease has little impact on the health risks because of the cancellation targeting acute exposure rather than chronic. DPR publicly posted the memos yesterday following AgriPulse coverage on this in daybreak. Economic impact? Well, CDFA has bumped back to September the release of an economic impact report on canceling chlorpyrifos. It had originally hoped to publish the analysis in July. Yet CDFA Secretary Karen Ross expects it will increase pest management costs in several of California's major crops, including alfalfa, almond, citrus, cotton, grape, and walnut. CDFA also recommends exempting bait and granular formulations from cancellation. China will hit back against new U.S. tariffs. It's looking like Chinese tariff rates on some U.S. ag commodities may increase soon if the U.S. follows through with its latest threat to tax more Chinese imports. China's government, speaking through the state-owned Xinhua News, said yesterday it has to take necessary countermeasures in response to the U.S. announcement of imposing additional 10% tariffs on 300 billion U.S. dollars of Chinese imports. No details were given on which U.S. products would be hit, but China previously threatened to raise the tariff rate on $60 billion worth of U.S. products, including citrus fruit, berries, vegetables, and nuts. But that was when the U.S. was threatening a 25% tax on the remaining $300 million worth of Chinese products without a tariff. Cal EPA defends Prop 65 label on glyphosate. The agency responded this week to the U.S. EPA's recent directive that states cannot apply cancer warnings to glyphosate products because it is false and misleading. In the statement, Cal EPA's Office of Environmental Health Hazard Assessment stood by its 2017 decision that glyphosate is probably carcinogenic and deserved a label. It had based that decision on an isolated finding by the International Agency for Research on Cancer in 2015. 
OEHHA argues that Proposition 65 is a right-to-know statute and it does not require U.S. EPA to take any action. Joseph Green, an environmental regulatory lawyer, called it a tad disingenuous as OEHAA knows full well that EPA has authority over pesticide labeling. What to watch? Green said an ongoing First Amendment court case involving the National Association of Wheat Growers may decide the constitutionality of this issue. Warren endorses California bill that's tough on truckers. In an op-ed to the Sacramento Bee this week, Senator Elizabeth Warren sides with labor groups on the controversial bill involving gig workers. She compares it to child labor in coal mines and writes that this exploitative business practice has proliferated in industries like trucking and construction for decades. She adds that a similar law already is in effect in her home state of Massachusetts. Warren argues that adding more exemptions would sow confusion and uncertainty by adding other still undefined classes of workers. Now keep in mind, as we've reported this week, AB5 could mean that farmers would have difficulty hiring truckers under independent contracts. It has the potential to create yet another type of labor shortage during harvest. Trucking associations argue that truckers are independent by choice because it provides more freedom, flexibility, and economic opportunity. USDA advisors want dicamba food standard. A USDA advisory committee is urging USDA to work with EPA to establish a reasonable tolerance level for dicamba residue on crops not registered for its use. The tolerance would protect producers whose crops have been affected by off-target drift of the herbicide. The Fruit and Vegetable Industry Advisory Committee also agreed yesterday that dicamba products should not be re-registered until research shows specialty crop producers won't be adversely affected. For the third year in a row, complaints about the herbicide, which is registered for use in soybeans and cotton in 34 states, have continued to come in to state pesticide offices. EPA Press to Watch Pollinator Plans EPA is stepping up its oversight of state pollinator protection plans. The agency has agreed to use results of a survey going out to states this fall to evaluate the effectiveness of state-specific managed pollinator protection plans, that according to a report by EPA's Inspector General. Some 45 states have adopted voluntary measures designed to reduce risk of pesticides to commercial bee colonies and other pollinators, but their usefulness has not been examined closely yet. The IG report also recommends EPA use the survey data to advance national program manager guidance goals. Bee colonies declined from 5.7 million colonies in the 1940s down to 2.7 million colonies in 2015. Here's today's He Said It. This foolhardy rule risks nearly 300 endangered species in California alone. That Attorney General Xavier Becerra responding to an EPA proposal to streamline the pesticide review process. Becerra signed a letter with 12 other AGs opposing the EPA measure. Yet he does not mention California has its own pesticide regulatory agency, which often exceeds the mitigation standards of the U.S. EPA. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Friday, August 16th. 
Brought to you by FMC. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Daly.